once we had F1 on board and then Liberty Media wanted to know what F1 were doing and they loved it so much that they ended up taking in equity share in the company wow, as well. Amazing. So wow. uh, we got a 23-year license from F1. Hey everyone, welcome to this incredible episode of the Track Limits podcast. For the last month now, we've been recording in Europe and a lot of our skits, a lot of the episodes that we recorded have actually been here at F1 Arcade. It's a new arcade that opened up in London at the start of the year and we're here with the person behind it. Yeah. Ollie, yeah. welcome. One of, one of. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, I just went on and just said, yep. Yep, it was me. Four co-founders, I'm, I'm one, of, one of the four co-founders. Brilliant. Well, amazing. Thanks so much, firstly, for obviously hosting us and supporting us. No problems. Um, but I'd love to obviously in the next kind of 15, 20 minutes, ask you a few questions about kind of the genesis behind the idea. So how did you even come up with the idea with your co-founders? When did that whole process even start? Gosh, okay, let's do it. So <laughs> we have been working together since 2011, 12. Our first concepts, uh, Bounce Ping Pong was the first thing we ever did back in 2012. Really went crazy and kind of exploded this market of, of what is now known as competitive socializing or social entertainment. Um, so from Bounce, we then... Um, what did we do next? We we opened more bounces. Um, we then moved on to a our first really big tech-led product, which was uh, Putt Shack. Um, from Putt Shack, we then moved into High Jingo, which like the most state-of-the-art, spectacular bingo venue in the world, which they're now opening all over the place as well. But then, boosh. COVID. Right into COVID. This. Yeah. yeah. The, the week we were opening <laughs> High Jingo, we'd yeah. done all of the friends and family launches. Yeah. Everything was great, ready to go, oh. and then it's like shut down. So we were all at home. Mm -hmm. um, Adam, who is the, the co founder and the CEO of everything, yeah. Adam Breeden, he had received an email maybe in February from F1. We, we would get stuff sent to us all the time. Yeah. So he received an email from F1. They'd done a kind of bit of an exploratory thing saying, look, we, we want to give an operator a license uh, to own and operate a hospitality venue, a social entertainment venue. We don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Would you be interested in pitching something to us? Yeah. Um, now, if it hadn't been for COVID and lockdown one, LD1, the best lockdown in yep. my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, we would have just kept going because we were so busy with our other projects. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but we were able to step, take a step back. Uh, Adam dug into the, this email. He got in touch with us. We then all jumped onto Zoom meets together. Yeah. And from those Zoom meets, came up with a concept, came up with what we were going to do. Yeah. Initially, I was sort of a little bit, not necessarily reluctant, yeah. but for me, and this is really before Drive to Survive had landed and... Yeah the impact of Liberty Media yeah. taking over F1 had really been felt. Mm. So for me, like F1 was still maybe a little bit old power, a bit fuddy-duddy, a bit stuck in its ways yeah. with elitism, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, how are we going to approach this? <laughs> because whenever we do something, it's, it's always, how can we make something quite niche, very mass market? How do we take away from the people that love it? Not to like say, no, you can't have it, but to repackage it to get a whole new audience. Yeah. So that's what we had to do from the start. So... 
the concept came about from that. Uh, we knew we maybe wanted to do something around sim racing. Yeah. At the time, I was the only person who'd done sim racing. Nice. I thought it sucked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the reason on, I say love that, yeah, love I love it. it. Yeah. I love it now. Yeah. yeah. But the reason I say that is because I'd been like a Gran Turismo player yeah. and oh, stuff okay. like that. Yeah, and yeah. What people don't tell you when they sit you in their sim yeah. for the first time in their bedroom, when they're like really pr proud of proud, it, yeah. is it's really effing hard to do. Yeah. And you get to the first corner and you don't know how to brake, you don't yeah. know how to turn, you spin way off the track. Yeah. And then the next 10 minutes, you're just trying to get back on track. Exactly. So, so that was the first thing for me. It was like, right, how do we ensure that for all the newcomers that are going to come yeah. here, because 99% of our audience won't be sim racers. Mm -hmm. Correct. So if we made something just for sim racers, we lose them. We yeah. lose everybody. Yeah. So that was the first thing. It's like, okay, so we need to create a game where newcomers can sit in the car, they can pick a skill setting that's right for them, yeah. and they can get to that first quarter, and the car will pretty much drive itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing was like the embarrassment factor. So when you're a, a night out with a group of friends yeah. or work colleagues or something like that, there's always going to be like people who are super eager yeah. and are just into it, which mm -hmm. I think is probably you too. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> then there's going to be like... A larger group that were kind of like, well, I'm here, I might as well enjoy it. Yeah. And then there's going to be like two or three, like, oh, why the F am I here? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do sim racing. I don't want to yeah, do yeah. darts. I don't want to. So it, that was always in my mind, yeah. right? They're the people I want to target for these businesses. Yeah. I want them to have the best time. Yeah. So that's also um, for the team racing mode, why we developed all this new point scoring system yeah. as well. So if, if you're absolutely rubbish. Yeah. You come away with something at the end yeah. for, the, for the points. And uh, yeah, I yeah. was going to say, and how long did that whole process even take from, you know, COVID all the way until now? Yeah. So that was March 2020, yeah. April 2020 that we first got onto Zoom Meets. Yeah. We had a concept by uh, probably May. Okay. We put it to F1. Yeah. I, I mean, they loved, they loved it from the start because mm. we, we, we'd done a lot of thinking around how to make it really expansive, yeah. like with the Arcadians and all the things you can win and yeah. like loads of other things. We're still going, we're still building yeah. this concept. I mean, what, yeah. what we've launched with is like, is good, but it's, it's not a finished product mm -hmm. yet. I mean, right. it's still a long way to go. Um, so yeah, it was, it, was a th it was a three year process. I mean, the first thing we had to do was like, get F1 over the line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's ticked. Then the next thing was like, who's gonna build this game? Mm -hmm. Going down a bit of a journey with Codemasters, yeah. realizing maybe it's not gonna work <laughs> with, oh. with them because yeah. Well, they're such a big company and they've got their game. And what we needed the game to do was all our own stuff. We yeah, needed to build overlays that would run over the top. We needed like yeah. bespoke game lengths. So then F1 actually introduced us to uh, Studio 397 who made R-Factor. Factor. Yep. So that was the next thing. It was like mm. the game approved. Then it was like, well, how are we going to make these sims? We, we don't want just like a sort of bog standard sim. That yep. We want something that looks beautiful so then it was like working with the sorrow to create yep. create a, a sim that had never been made before and my gosh there was a lot of things that is that a lot yeah. to do <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah and then of course there was finding funding yep. and finding funding during lockdowns oh, is pretty that difficult that would have been tough yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then it was finding the venue. Yeah, and, oh wow! What when, a spot. when I actually think back on it, there yeah. was a lot. A was lot. there any point where you were like, "This is not going to happen"? Like, yeah. Was there any point where you were like three, four obstacles deep, and you were like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, "I don't we know if we can get quits. over this." Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, for me, probably for like, I mean, Adam. No, I don't think so. Right. There were times where like uh, it felt that critical things needed to happen and if they didn't happen then yeah. the whole project would fall in a heat yeah. right. i mean something like getting funding like when we expected 
to get funding and then start building the the project it took an extra 11 months so mm. by the time we were like ready to start building yeah. it gave us a shorter build time and right um, but then and then we had this this the war in ukraine yeah. as yeah. well mm-hmm. which like completely changed Real. everything again mm-hmm. and yep. um, but i don't think there was ever a time like once we had once we had f1 on board and then liberty media wanted to know what F1 were doing mm-hmm. and they loved it so much that they ended up taking an equity share in the company wow, as well amazing. so wow. uh, we got a 23 year license from F1 I didn't even know they can do that yeah. long <laughs> they, they had it to that point wow yeah. yeah it was really amazing I don't know if I should talk about that but yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah how big is this team now yeah. in this current uh, office here um, well we have we have a head office yep. at a test center in King's Cross mm. there's probably about 20 of us there okay. and then this floor team there's i think there's about 105 in, wow. in total yeah um and this is the first site we, we opened this the next site in birmingham nice. um later this year okay and and then the yeah, state, i was gonna say where states. else yeah, yeah like go into north america maybe yeah or? very yeah. soon yeah yes. very soon um very rapid expansion plans oh, beautiful again i i need to not rub my mouth and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talk. but yes the, it's it's a it's a it's a global domination plan and it's and it's imminent lovely yeah as long as we don't get any more wars or pandemics Fabrics, in the yeah. next knock on wood four years knock on wood <laughs> what about you personally like what is your role you know and what do you kind of spend your day-to-day right now working on yeah my my role i've always been a child a juvenile mm-hmm. uh, my background was in radio and comedy and uh, i used to put on a lot of party a lot of house parties yeah. for, for for friends and every time i put a house party on it had to be like a spectacular theme and i, I wanted 300 people at my, yeah. at my house parties gatsby right uh, here seriously. <laughs> this is it. so before we had bounce i had like a, a warehouse space in london that i started a thing called the Whiffwaff brothers which was very debauched table wow. tennis <laughs> from like eight o'clock at night to eight o'clock in the morning yeah. so i've always been very good at, at sort of making mass market sort of low touch games for people so yeah. anytime we do a new concept i i'm the one who who develops all of the the thinking behind the game how everything works all of the the things that are built onto the game as well all of the the world building stuff like uh video content strategies like uh arcadians arcade hubs mm-hmm. new game modes all these yep. kind of things yeah wow, wow. that's what and i and are you a fan of f1 I'm a I'm a floating fan. Okay. I was a massive fan in the nineties. I'm, mm, I'm nice. old, um, and then I lost my way a bit. Actually, I think I lost my way a bit in the sort of Red Bull Mercedes. Same two people winning every right. season. Yeah. Twenty ten to like twenty twenty. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you could watch it and go, well, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, like yeah. fully yeah. back on board. Nice. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to. Cool. Audi. Yes. Yeah, coming Audi's back. My, uh, What's your predictions for this upcoming season? Constructors and drivers. Gosh. <laughs> Can I pause for two seconds while I yes. think about this? Yes, no, think about it. Do you know, I think, I think it's going to be uh, a Lewis Hamilton number eight Mercedes Ooh, making it. That's bold. I don't know why. Yeah. I just think that's what's going to happen this year. I think oh. they've got a... 
a new turbo button just under the, under the thing. <laughs> gonna, gonna that no one else is going to have. Juice. New yeah. party mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's going to actually gives actual jump over jump, the. You he can start at the back of the grid and just jump over the bit yeah. and start. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know why, but I think that's what's going to happen. That's it. I hope it does, yeah. and, and then he's and then he can retire gracefully. And gracefully. He's done. Absolutely. Yeah. Final two questions. I think you know one of the things I'm very curious about is. Whenever you know somebody builds a really cool concept like this, I bet there's demand for like other sports as well, right? So I'm curious, like, why did you guys even think about F1, and why not think about like taking another concept, another even racing format, and doing that? Well, I mean, it was more that F1 thought of us, right? Because we we were kind of the the global leaders in our field, mm. so they approached us when when we first were uh, sort of batting around the concept and stuff. It was kind of like. It's an interesting idea, but does it have to be necessarily F1? We could just do a, a race, yeah. call a venue race. And then, yeah. um, but then as we went on and like just really delved into just the purity and history and wonder of F1, it like, I mean, this is a no brainer really to like, to, to really exp- like open F1 to a whole new audience, mm. not even a drive to survive audience, but a, a whole other new audience. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. As soon as as soon as we kind of thought about it and, and knew how uh, bullish F one were on the project, it was just like, yeah, it's absolutely great to work with. They're really excited to to do the project. And that's, and, and that's amazing. Are you guys doing anything cool during out the season here in the in the sites itself? We we are doing like yeah. pretty spectacular watch alongs for each race. Still. And how is um, that? How does that, what's that look well, like? Well, the room that you're in now okay. will be sort of like um, a VIP room. We'll have nice. like panels. Maybe they'll even sit here. Yeah. Um, like all the food and beverage you can drink, eat yeah. and drink, bubbles, race on the big screen. Um, pretty pretty pricey ticket in this yeah. room. And then out on the sort of main floor, like yeah. a, a general admission ticket. We've got, we've got that huge 10 foot screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we've got a load of other screens coming in. And then for like an hour before the hour an hour and a half before the race we're going to be doing like like loads of different competitions like people racing against each other oh, we've got the react dope. game that they can play yeah. we will find the best f the biggest f1 fan in the room by yeah. doing like a quiz <laughs> and everything yeah, will be done dope. on mic and camera yeah. and so yeah we'll just make wow. it into like a real party atmosphere every single race oh love it i'm jealous I we know. need to come to one of those honestly in canada there's a place called the rec room yeah yeah, yeah. the rec room it's owned by cineplex and they have one simulator typically there okay and yeah. i kid you not you will see us like spend five six hours <laughs> yeah. we yeah. wouldn't go to any other game yeah. but then when we came here it's like disneyland for yeah. us oh man literally well, disneyland for us yeah. i look forward to like introducing you to the the next game modes that we've got coming oh. which are designed more for the intense sim racer yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be can't awesome. wait yeah. love that yeah. well thank you again Ollie so much nice. really appreciate it guys check out F1 Arcade if you are in London there are other locations that are going to be popping up soon so stay tuned for uh, that any sneak peek yeah. on which locations <laughs> dropping spilling the beads I mean Burby was next yeah. then maybe on the eastern seaboard oh, okay. of the states okay. let's go okay there's okay. a hint hint there's a hint yeah. perfect <laughs> but make sure to follow F1 Arcade on but Instagram not guys New York, not, New not New York, York. not okay. New York, not New York though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the New York fans are like, damn ah, it. Man, I thought I meant it just like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, not you. <laughs> Amazing. Though. Appreciate it, Ollie. Thanks yes. so much again. Thank you so much for coming.